The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had, been, who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes. Then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? They were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, 
You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Jesus said to the disciples that this man who was blind, it wasn't because of his sin or his parents' sin. Rather, he said he was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. So that God's works might be revealed in him. And in our gospel lesson today, we see a number of God's works. And really, God works in two different ways. The theologians uh, talk about God's proper work being the work of grace. And it is that proper work that God, in the person of Jesus, exercises upon this man in opening his eyes. First, we see the physical healing of his blindness. An astonishing thing by the man's own confession, something that the world had never seen before. This is God's grace. A work of healing. Just this morning, uh, uh, Cade Williams came up and he, he put a little band-aid on my finger and he, and he said, God cares for you. Yeah. And one of the ways that God shows his care for us is in working healing in our bodies. Right? Uh, and he does this work through our neighbors, through those who are engaged in the medical profession, We give thanks to God's servants uh, through whom he works that healing. 
But that healing, uh, as I said, I believe it was just last week, uh, that healing, this man who was born blind, his, his healing was a temporary thing. One day his eyes would close in death. And so it is that all of those who received the miraculous healings that we read about in the Gospels, their physical healing was a temporary thing. And so it shall be for all of us unless the Lord Jesus returns first. Our healing, our physical healing is a temporary thing. And the reason for that is what St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. So yes, while Jesus came to do God's work of healing, a, an act of grace in this man's life, there was something, a, a blindness much deeper, much more concerning, much more permanent, as it were, until Jesus would come. That is the blindness of the man's sin. But God worked grace in this area as well. As we see unfolding throughout this ninth chapter of John's Gospel, this man who had been born blind and who had his sight given to him now also is given a spiritual sight. And it is a gradual thing. As you read through, and I invite you to revisit it this afternoon uh, with your Bible at home, and just to mark some of these transition points for the man and his awareness of who Jesus is. At first, when he is asked about the identity of the man who healed him, he simply responds that he was a man. A human, just like those human servants uh, that we have today in our hospitals and doctor's offices, the nurses and doctors and therapists and all of those who, uh, through whom God is working healing. A man. That is the man's first confession of who Jesus is, a man. But as the story progresses, so does his understanding of who this man is. He's more than just a man. He is a prophet. This is the man's confession when asked by the Pharisees, just who is this man? A prophet, he says. But as they bring him in for questioning a second time, and they insist that this man could not be from God because he had worked on the Sabbath day, and therefore in their eyes was a sinner, the man was asked just who he thought this man was. And he doubles down on this man being a prophet. He says, if he were not from God, he could not have done this wonderful gift of grace, this work of God to restore his sight. So he goes from being a man to being a prophet, to being a man, a prophet sent from God to do God's work. But even there, he is not yet at the point of confessing faith. It's only after Jesus 
comes and finds him after he has been driven out from the Pharisees' presence and by extension out of the synagogue, alone and now with sight to see, uh, but deprived of his former community, the Lord Jesus comes and finds him. And he says to him, do you believe in the Son of Man? This is a messianic title. Comes from the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel, where Daniel had a vision of one like a Son of Man ascending to the right hand of God. And the Jewish people understood, as we understand, this title, Son of Man, to be a picture, a, a title of the Messiah, the Anointed One. Jesus asks the man, do you believe in this Messiah, in the Son of Man? And the man answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, you have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. To which the man responds, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. This act of faith, a confession with his lips of Jesus as Lord, and the belief in his heart expressed in worship of his Lord. This is the work of God the proper work of God in this man's life. If any one of us confesses with our lips that Jesus is Lord and believes in our heart and worships him as such, it is a gift of God, not of anything of our own doing. It is a gift of God. This is God's work in our life. The fact that you are here today, that you confess Jesus as Lord and are here to worship him, is all thanks to God who has worked this work of faith in you. To God be the glory. But the theologians talk not only of this proper work of God, but also of a work of God that they call an alien work. And that is the work of God's wrath, the work of God's judgment. Jesus, upon this man's confession of faith in him as Lord and Messiah, upon this man worshiping him, says quite clearly that there are some who don't and won't. He says, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Here we have reiterated for us something that was given to us in John chapter 3. Here it is, the proper work of God to give faith. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. 
Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned. But here comes the alien work of God. But those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. Spiritual blindness cannot be healed if one rejects the only one who can heal it, Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior. He, by his death and by his resurrection, gives to us the forgiveness of our sins. By his grace, he gives to us faith such that we can confess him to be Lord and Savior, not only of the world in a general sense, but of me personally, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus, the light of the world. But Jesus issues this warning To the Pharisees, if you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. He issues this warning to all those who would turn a blind eye to Jesus. It is a mystery to us, but explained in this way, that while confession of Jesus as Lord, that confession of faith is something we can only give thanks to God for. That is, that it is God's work in us to which we can take no credit. Nevertheless, the one who does not believe only has themselves to blame. For they have rejected the only one who can give to them spiritual sight. Jesus did not come to the world to condemn the world, but in order to save the world through the work that he would accomplish on the cross. Just as the man came, uh, just as Jesus came to the man who was born blind and worked that work of healing, so it is that he came and he sees you. So it is that he came and he saw you, blind, helpless, and claimed you as God's own child in holy baptism. Washed you in the blood of the Lamb and made you righteous with His own righteousness. This is sheer gift of God to you. And just as it is 
that after the man had been expelled from the presence of the Pharisees and Jesus sought him out, so it is that Jesus sought you out, found you, claimed you by his amazing grace. And it is by that grace that you now confess with your lips and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. May that confession, may that faith sustain you in your living and in your dying. For it will be that faith that sees you through all of the high points and the low points of life. May that confession be on your lips as you minister to your friends and your neighbors. And may God grant grace through your ministering, through your speech, and through your loving actions to be able to open the eyes of those that are spiritually blind in your life. That together, when Christ comes, we may see him face to face. In the name of Jesus, amen.